This is the Buckeye Roundtable Show, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Buckeye Roundtable is brought to you statewide by the American Dairy Association Mideast and Cova Insurance, and by Papa John's. Now along with former OSU All-American Jim Lachey and the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, here's your host, Skip Mossick. And hi again, everyone. Welcome to Game Week as we're finally ready to get the 2020 Ohio State uh, football season underway. Joined, as always, by former OSU All-American Jim Lachey. Great to see you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Skip. It's Game Week, man. I got a big smile on my face now. I'm ready to go. Hall of Fame broadcaster, voice of the Buckeyes, always has a smile on his face. <laughs> the roller coaster has brought us to just a few days before kickoff. Fellas, as we continue to view college football from afar, although we are getting closer everybody nationally kind of thinks ohio state could be one of the elite teams in the country after sitting and waiting for so long what kind of statement do you expect ohio state to make this week this weekend we'll start with jim well, I, I think they just want to go out there and first of all take care of business and win uh you know win i don't i don't know if you need style points right now or skip early on i think you just got to go out there and take take care of business and certainly when you play any game it comes down to you know just the basics you know taking care of the football you know coach talked about that last week when we talked about the keys and that's going to be the thing for every game going into but they got a lot of excitement look at that offense with justin fields coming back last year responsible for what 50 some touchdowns he was incredible the the year that he had and now you got chris olave back you got the young receivers back garrett wilson Jamison, who have all played so well in a defense, yeah, you're going to miss Chase Young. Who would? You're going to miss Damon Arnett. You're going to miss Jeff Okuda. Those are great, great football players. But there's other guys behind them that have worked hard in practice and are just dying for the opportunity. So that's what I'm ready to see. I'm sure these players, after hitting each other for so long, are ready to go out there and hit somebody else. Do you expect a statement Saturday, Paul? I expect a statement, but not just because they're trying to make a statement, because their talent most likely will show superior, but also those teams that have played now, including Alabama, they've shown their warts a little bit. We see that Georgia is fallible. Notre Dame has kind of shown where they can dance around the razor blade a little bit. Clemson's the only one that looks invincible, so... Ohio State now has an opportunity coming out of the gate in one instance to show strongly. We talked about this in great detail a year ago. Nebraska was a very trendy pick in the Big Ten West last year. It wasn't their fault that they were, but obviously they didn't measure up to the hype in 2019. No, they didn't, and a lot of question if they would continue to be at that same level this year. They, you know, replacing so many people on defense, they lose some key people at their small skill positions on offense, and uh, you know, there's a lot of question if they could even threaten. Not only now Wisconsin, but Minnesota. Yeah, losing a guy like J.D. Spielman, which, you know, sometimes you scratch your head because he went as having a heck of a career there, but he won a little bit more, and he didn't think he was getting to Nebraska. I think he's now at Houston. That's going to be a big loss, but they'll find some other guys to step up. Martinez supposedly getting some competition from Luke McCaffrey there in Nebraska at that quarterback job. We'll find out, I guess, game day sure. who's going to go in those positions. But, you know, they, they have some competition. That offensive line has every starter back from last year, so that's encouraging for Nebraska. Defensively, yeah, they're, they're gonna, they've lost some guys up front, but they're going to have a pretty good secondary. Some familiar names and, uh, that we've seen from the last couple of years will be back. Speaking of offensive line, Jim, uh, besides Wyatt Davis uh, for Ohio State, obviously, uh, who are you expecting to have a solid season on the offensive line for Ohio State? Oh, I think Josh Myers has a chance, and you saw that just recently added to, I think, the Remington watch list. And, uh, you know, he's a kid that... Uh, 
I think is ready to go. He had an outstanding last year. Last year, big physical. What you want to see in a guy really bends his knees well, and I think he's smart. He calls out the the defenses, and he's a leader. Your center, if he's a leader, guys can get behind him and rally. I think he carries that. And you look at Harry Miller. All the things he's done, he's itching to get his opportunities, you know, to go out there and play. Thayer Munford, another guy, boy, he's worked hard for a lot of years, had some injuries, but now he's back. He's ready to go. And Nicholas Petit Fierre, a guy that has a wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know, upside. Again, just waiting for that opportunity with some depth behind him. Uh, Coach Studders did a great job with those guys, but who do I really want to see break out? And I think Will, I think you're going to, I think our center and our two guards are, have a chance to be the best in America. The start time for Game 2 at Penn State was announced earlier today. Prime time 7.30 p.m. kick. Not really surprised are you? They consulted their radio partners and we told them we've no, not surprised at all. You know, knowing what Fox has done with the games they've chosen you know that the ABC ESPN people just love having both schools yeah. that, for that matter, Ohio State and Penn State. Well, it's a national audience and, and certainly prime time. Some guys like that opportunity to play in prime time. I I like it better at home, but, you know, really every game's a, a home game now. So, you know, just waiting around in a hotel a little bit longer over there in Pennsylvania than, than maybe you would like to, but that's what you got to do to play, and it'll be a neat atmosphere. Not a lot of fans, we know that, but still uh, kind of a neat atmosphere to uh, to watch the call and, uh, yeah, to get through it. There you go. The line will be uh, definitely... Hopefully won't be howling too much. Giant Eagle Rice Krispie Treats and Coca-Cola encourage Buckeye fans to home gate safely this football season. Go to OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash home gate for your chance to win. Game day catering delivered to your residence for up to 10 people. A special virtual appearance from a Buckeye gridiron legend and an autographed Ohio State football memorabilia item. Giant Eagle is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Again, Saturday, it's Ohio State and Nebraska in the season opener. We'll be on the air from Ohio Stadium with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 10.30 a.m. More on the season opener in our 60-second timeout next as the Buckeye Roundtable show continues. This is Buckeye Roundtable, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off, rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns Motivation Monday into Flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with Chocolate Milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. And now, Archie Griffin, football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova Insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, local expertise, and more, Encova provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encova Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova Insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. 
is the Ohio State Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Well, show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. Papa John's wants you to buck up and help beat cancer. Use the promo code BUCKUP at PapaJohns.com to save $2 on any order over 20 bucks. And your locally owned Papa John's will donate $1 to the James at Ohio State. Buck up, beat cancer. Our thanks to Papa John's for catering tonight's show. You boys enjoy your pizza? Yeah, absolutely. Not much left in your box there, big fella. There's no, enough no, no, to no take care of a small family. Go check them out at PapaJohns.com. Buckeye Roundtable, 60-second timeout. All right, lots to get into in a very short amount of time here this evening. Let's start with the Ohio State running game. Do you expect Master Tig, Trey Sermon, or a combination of the two to carry the load? Combination of two, and a lot of that because Master Tig, by all accounts, has made an incredible recovery and rehab from his Achilles injury and uh, that certainly we've seen over the years how having two if not more running backs that can run successfully helps a football team. Yeah I think you have to have two because Ohio State likes to play with tempo you know when they play fast and they snap the ball every 14 or 15 seconds you can't have one back there you know handing off two or three times they have to get some guys to you know alternate a little bit and you're going to see Trey Sturman along with like I agree with Master T hats off to him he's worked really hard to get back put himself in this position anything obviously a delay helps for him coming off his surgery he's hungry you saw what he did last year i don't think he felt like he ended well you know certainly with what happened at clemson you know, not having not having the impact that he wanted to have i think he's really hungry to come back this year and dominate how about running styles uh, between the two i mean they're both good is yeah. one is one better than the other in certain ways either receiving or some other intangible well thing? i think we'll all get kind of re-educated on trey sermon we haven't seen him since yeah. when he played here uh, with Oklahoma against Ohio State. But the thing that Master Teague brings is size, that bruising size. And you also saw the instances last year, and even the year before during his Richard year, where he's got some escapability. So yep. that's the part that, uh, you know, and if Trey Sermon is kind of the prototypical back, and Master Teague brings that physical approach, that's a great combination. You know, and I think J.K. Dobbins last year, you saw him have an increase catching the football yeah. out of the backfield. And you know, it's a good question, Skip, because I think Trey Sermon, you know, if you remember his first touchdown that he scored at Ohio State was a Pass receiving touchdown, so he's not, not you know, he's familiar with coming out of the backfield and making some plays. So I, I would expect him to be valuable, but again, you have so many different speed weapons at wide receiver. You're thinking, okay, maybe we'll just use his decoy and go deep. All right, up next, defense. Uh, big shoes to fill on that defensive line. We had Larry Johnson on the coaches show a couple of weeks ago. He said the young guys are hungry. Who do you look forward to to step up the most from that group? I look at Jonathan Cooper to really step up and come back for, you know, he's, he's a graduate senior. He's worked really hard. He's had the honor to get the, the Blocko, the Bill Willis jersey to honor that this year. And I think he's hungry. Like you said, he'd go out there and play. Uh, Larry Johnson's done a fabulous job getting these guys in year in and year out. But, hey, there's no Boses on this team and there's no Chase Young. So we're looking for that next guy to step up. And, you know, John Cooper will help lead him. Now, who do I think is going to have that year? I think Zach Harrison. He showed glimpses of it last year. He's got all that athletic ability. Now he's up to about 265, 270, coming off the edge. He's got quick feet, and he can finish. So I, I think he's going to be good. And I liked what we saw out of Tyreek Smith. I think he hurt his... Might have been early last year. We kind of hurt his shoulder making an inside move. Might have been the Indiana game. Tyler Friday's been strong. He looks like he's worked out. So, you know, I, I like them all. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> All right, next. Nebraska comes in, what, uh, close to a four-touchdown underdog. Biggest concern about that football team for Ohio State is what, do you think? Probably Adrian Martinez and the intangibles that he brings. I don't know that we've seen it in any of the games that he's played against Ohio State, but when you look at what he did with some of the record-setting performances he had as a freshman, you know there's the potential right. there. We got a little bit of a glimpse of Wandale Robinson last year, how he can be possibly uh, you know, a, a playmaking type of player, but mostly Adrian Martinez. Yeah, I would say Wandell Robinson. I think he showed some playmaking ability last year. Now they said they have this kid Omar Manning. If he's going, he's to been be, hurt though. Yeah, if he's going to be hurt, uh, I heard he could be a guy that could take the top off defenses. But like you said, there's no clear report if he'll be able to play today in this game. All right, next. You both know that uh, both teams should be really excited to get out and play. Jim, this is really more for you. When you see the beginning of the Alabama Georgia game Saturday, what two no- two turnovers in the first minute of the ball game? Yeah. Can you get too amped up to play? Oh yeah, and I think that you know that's the question I was going to talk to Coach Day about because you can, you can, you know, these guys have been chomping at the bit, so to speak, to get out there and play some football, and all of a sudden you run down there, and there won't be a hundred thousand people <laughs> to, to to get them juiced up, but still they're going to be excited for this opportunity, and you know that's the thing you always got to amp take care of that football it's so important you saw that early in that football game you see it in the pro game almost you know turnovers come back and haunt you and end up you know losing a lot of football games so that's that's a big factor going in each and every time is that turnover margin and the Buckeyes have done well in the past of uh, you know creating more turnovers and giving it up all right next up uh some people probably won't like this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Of course you will. Like any team, offensively, everything revolves around the quarterback. Should something happen to Justin Fields, he needs to come out for a series, or, or you know, heaven forbid, something more serious than that, what's the confidence level at quarterback behind him? Uh, unknown. And you would assume, and we know what happens with assumptions, that Gunnar Hoke would be the next guy in there because of not only his experience at Ohio State, but his experience in Kentucky. But that's the only way we can answer it, and when you throw the two freshmen in there. Unknown. We didn't know much about Chris Chuganoff either until he got some opportunities and, and came in and made some plays in the past. Now he's moved on. So, yeah, I think Gunnar Hoke, he's shown the ability in the past, uh, you know, in Kentucky time, and he understands his system. He's got it under his belt. The two young guys, I think if you see blowouts, those guys will yeah. get their opportunities uh, late in the games. Last thing, uh, and we kind of do and touch on this every single week, COVID news. Uh, Purdue coach Jeff Brom tested positive uh, over the weekend. We'll be curious to see what things look like in the coming weeks. We saw what uh, Coach Nick Saban wound up with a false positive last week. Scary, but a very real part of this whole equation. Very real, and especially when you hear that Jeff Brom had the symptoms before right. he got his test result and that he was really feeling awful. So uh, it's something that every coaching staff, whether it's players or as a staff, they've had to make the contingency plans for. Now, here's that something I'm not clear on. Is, is he out for 21 yes, days? To, uh, 10 days. Has to isolate for 10 days. And then he, he can, can coach can... remotely, but then his brother's going to be the acting head coach on game but, day. But for a player, it's different. It's 14 Correct. days and then a seven-day sure. acclimation period, so it takes three weeks away. That, you know, And we see in the SEC, once you pass a test, you're pretty much in. Nick Saban. Yeah, exactly. So it's Big Ten doesn't have the same set of I, rules. I, that. I, That's where it gets confusing. Yeah, I don't think so. so as far as I think it's different, yeah. To come I, out. You know, with a possible 
Yes. Uh, well, and in, his case, and in his case, because of how he was feeling sure. and the obvious symptoms, that's probably negated any any potential change in all of that. Paul, I think it's left to the conferences, right? Yeah. Because it we could all, be too. They had to, the chief uh, operating, not chief operating officer, but the chief infections officer that each school has. Yeah. All right, boys, good job. You can stay up to date on all things Columbus sports and get highlights, sound bites, and all the best moments from your favorite Columbus teams by following at Fox Sports CBUS on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Up next, our Big Ten Breakdown will be joined by former Buckeye Joshua Perry as the Buckeye Roundtable show continues. For a Buckeye Roundtable coming up, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Bob Evans asks, who will be the superior side? Is it the rich, creamy, indulgent classic Bob Evans mashed potatoes? Or is it that decadent union of pasta and cheese, Bob Evans mac and cheese? Is it farm fresh potatoes blended with real milk and butter for that just like homemade taste? Or is it the melty, gooey goodness of tender elbow macaroni smothered in real cheese sauce? Both are ready in just minutes. So, which delicious side will you choose? Find Bob Evans in the refrigerated section. When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200, and our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Hi, this is Paul Keels, voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Convenience Stores of Speedway is proud to be a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics and your first choice for value and convenience. Start your day at Speedway with a great selection of hot and cold beverages, energy drinks, pastries, and everything else you need to get going. Speedway, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. We're on your way, the Convenience Stores of Speedway. This, this is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with renewable energy plans for your home or business. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. AEP Energy, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. It's time for the Buckeye Roundtable Big Ten Breakdown, powered by Honda. Big Ten Breakdown, powered by Honda, celebrating 40 years of manufacturing right here in Ohio. Welcome in former Buckeye BTN analyst Joshua Perry. Joshua, thanks for your time. Before we get into this week's games across the conference, how excited must these players be to finally be in game week mode? I couldn't imagine their excitement right now. It's been a long time coming, and specifically, it's been the fight that probably adds to the excitement. I mean, these guys were on the front lines. They were really urging their coaches, their athletic directors, university presidents, and decision makers at the Big Ten Conference to make the right decision to let them get back to playing football and have the opportunity to uh, compete this year. So um, I'm excited to actually watch them. I know that there are going to be some really exciting games and some interesting matchups, but um, you'll, you'll really see the enthusiasm come out this weekend. 
Joshua, you're not that far removed from playing. Put yourself in the role of these players this year, trying to go into, let's say, your home stadium or even the, an opposing stadium with virtually no fans. And how would that, or would it really even at all, after a first few bumps and hits, affect your motivation and just your mojo of playing? I think it's really a culture check, to be completely honest. I think the teams that have a strong culture, a base of uh, high, highly self-motivated players will be successful early on. It's going to be an adjustment for everybody, so it's not to say that um, there there won't be teams that they're, I think they're all going to struggle, but the teams that make the adjustment the quickest are going to be the mature teams with uh, players who really get up on their own. Um, I think you know people talk about Penn State without the whiteout, this, that, and the third. It's It's going to be weird, I think, even as an opposing team walking in there. I remember when we would play there, that was a part of the excitement for us, was walking through the stadium, kind of through the fences that they would put up, the fans throwing stuff and banging on those, and then walking out on the field, and you see the wide out, and you see, you know, you hear how loud it is and just everything about it. So even from the perspective of a visiting team going into a place like the Shoe or going into Happy Valley, it's going to be weird. But the reality is everybody, not everybody across America, but everybody in the Big Ten essentially has dealt the, the same hand, and you just got to deal with it and make the best of it. You know, I've had opportunities to scrimmage some NFL teams, and you have too. You know, and you kind of go back and forth, and you know, there's really maybe 200 people in the stands there, so it's kind of like an NFL Thursday afternoon scrimmage where there's not a lot of people there, but obviously a lot more on the line for these games. You know, looking at that Illinois at Wisconsin right off the season, Lovey Smith uh, going out there and got a, you know, he's kind of. Got that team back, you know, getting getting some good things done there. Now he's going to Wisconsin to start off. What do you see out of that one early on? Yeah, we kind of watched the evolution of that team as the year went on. I mean, there was a point where uh, folks were having a conversation about firing Lovey halfway through the season, and they just kept kind of gaining momentum and gaining momentum. And it was really the game they played against Wisconsin a year ago. Um, that was the biggest upset in, in the college football season up to that point. And the difference in that game was that – Well, the difference in the game was, was sorry. Go ahead. We thought we lost you there for a sec. No, no, I'm back. Um, the the difference in that game was Illinois was able to take the ball away, and that became their theme throughout the year. And I think Illinois finished first in Big Ten with turnovers, takeaways, um, and first in in turnover margin. And so, if they're able to be opportunistic again on defense, I think that gives them a leg up. The other thing to look out for: Graham Mertz is stepping in at quarterback for Wisconsin. Jack Cohn had to get surgery on an injury. Um, and he was a highly rated high school quarterback, but anytime you have a quarterback that's out there that's inexperienced, it kind of adds a little bit of uh, unknown to the game plan. Josh, was there a team in the Big Ten, maybe this year's version of Minnesota, that we're not talking about as much that maybe we should? That's a really good question. Um, I, I don't know if it's this year's version of Minnesota, but I'm excited to see what Northwestern ends up looking like, um, especially offensively. They got Peyton Ramsey, who transferred in there, and I think we're all kind of familiar with him. Um, he was a guy who stepped in for Indiana anytime Michael Penix Jr. got hurt, which was quite often. So um, I'm excited to see that because last year they really struggled at the quarterback position. I mean, it was it was really, really bad. It was hard to watch a lot of times. Um, and then I think defensively with Patty Fisher coming back and everything else, they'll definitely um, have a little bit of juice there. So I'm not saying that they're going to be a team that's really challenging out of the West, but I think they're going to make a dra- – and, and they can't really do worse than they did last year, but there should be a drastic improvement there. <laughs> 
The Big Ten has a pair of new coaches. Uh, Mel Tucker uh, from Michigan State, a guy that we're all familiar with, a former assistant here for the Buckeyes, and, of course, Greg Schiano at Rutgers. Uh, he's come back for a repeat performance. He was there early in his career, left, and now he's back as a head coach. You know, these two teams really haven't – two coaches had to, you know, put their imprint – through Zoom meetings and things like that. And then once training camp opened up the 30th, they really got to know the coaches a little bit more. But what do you expect to see out of those two teams this year? Do you expect Rutgers to be more a little bit more competitive than they have in the past? Uh, it's going to be tough. And, and uh, those two teams are actually facing off in the first game. Uh, that'll be yep. a noon game on BTN. But um, Rutgers has to recruit better. And I think they've done a good job of going into the transfer portal and grabbing guys uh, they actually have a, a few former Buckeye players on that roster. Most notably, Brendan White is going to be there. And um, he had a lot of success playing for Greg Schiano here at Ohio State. Uh, but if, if they can't recruit better, I, I think it's going to be difficult for them. And they're they're right there. They're in a great spot to recruit. You've got New Jersey talent. You've got some cats out of New York. You've got Pennsylvania. Um, it, but it'll be interesting, again, with this transition into the season where you're installing a new offense, new defense, new special teams, and really a new culture. And when I look at Michigan State, I think that's the thing there. Um, their, their culture was a big reason why D'Antonio's not there anymore, whether he was right or wrong in any of the situations that happened there. There needed to be a change in the way that that locker room operated and the way that those players handled business. And so for me, that's going to be one of the things that I look to is what type of locker room is Mel Tucker able to build because that will dictate a lot of the success that they have. As a player, what stadium did you enjoy silencing the crowd in the most? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, it's it's the one I talked about earlier on. Probably the most was Penn State, just because it was packed. We played there twice at night. And, uh, it, you know, when it goes from being that loud to definitely silent, it's a really good feeling. But you also got to point to the big house. We went up there. Um, 2013, that game, there were a lot of dramatics there. Tyvis Powell, thank you very much. Uh, nice. And then 2015, that was a, a bounce-back game for us, a top-10 matchup, Jim Harbaugh's first year. And a lot of people really were betting against us, and we went out there. It was like 42-13. to 13. We stomped them out. And, and it wasn't so much that we silenced the crowd. They were gone. Nobody stayed to the end of that game except for <laughs> Ohio State fans. I wanted to sing Carmen, Ohio. So that was an awesome experience. You know, Joshua, the strength of Ohio State's defense has to be their linebacker group. Uh, you know, not only their first-team guys, but their second-team guys as well. In that group, uh, you know, you see Tuff more than a three-time captain, Justin Hilliard, captain, Pete Warner, Baron Browning, all really have had good careers so far. Now they're back to top it off. Just talk about that group, coached by Al Washington, and the impact that you think they can have this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be on them because a lot of it's going to start with their ability to communicate to some young players playing in front of them and behind them. And when you have a strong core in the middle of your defense, I think it definitely helps that transition of young players getting comfortable when you have linebackers who are willing to direct traffic and willing to take charge. Uh, but you look at the talent. I mean, Pete Warner's a guy that they want to get into more situations. He's moving over to that will linebacker slot. This is a slot that I played. Uh, Ryan Shazier played there. Jerome Baker played there. Malik Harrison played there. It's a guy who has an ability to, to rack up a ton of stats and a player that really doesn't come off the field a lot in situations just because of how important it is to the defense. Baron Browning's a guy that we've watched do really well uh, against the run, especially when he's blitzing. And I want to see him take that next step in the pass game and really be a guy who can steal some routes and, and, and take the football away there. A tough Borland is just he, like he's as steady as they come. You depend on him all the time. He can do it all. And then Justin Hilliard, like, if it wasn't for injuries, you got to believe 
that he would be a guy that'd be more of a household name. And it's the explosion out of him that you see. He's got really powerful hips. He's got he's twitchy. He's got an ability to run. So I'm really excited. The one comment I make about that linebacker room, in today's state of college football, it is totally surprising to me that more guys have not transferred out of that room. You have seven guys right now that you feel like can play. Like they can go to a Division One school and be starters. Kayvon Pope and Tarajan Mitchell and Dallas Gantt included in the four guys I already talked about. It, yep. I, it's hard to understand how guys are still around in that linebacker room, except for the fact that the culture is so strong in Ryan Day and Al Washington and Greg Madison and Kerry Combs and everybody else around that defense has done a great job of creating buy-in for those players. It's former Buckeye Joshua Perry. Uh, what's your weekend schedule now? It's going to be different for you now, no? Yeah, it'll be a little bit different. Uh, we've got some some kinks to work out in the studio in terms of making sure that we can pull off all the production. But um, I'll be on a big show Friday. We'll we'll do a little preview of some of the Saturday games, and then we actually have a game on our network at eight p.m. Uh, Illinois is at Wisconsin, so I'll be doing uh, post game and, and halftime duties for that. And then Saturday, I'll actually be on the pregame show this year, uh, which will be exciting. And then I'm in studio all the rest of the day. So long Saturdays, but fun Saturdays. There you go. He's very good at it. Joshua Perry, former Buckeye BTN analyst. Josh, we appreciate your time, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. United Healthcare wants to put your small business in the spotlight and recognize you in the spotlight on small business sweepstakes. Winners receive radio promotions, social media recognition, and more. To enter, visit uhcbusiness.com slash Buckeyes. United Healthcare, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Coming up, we'll hear from Ohio State coach Ryan Day as the Buckeye Roundtable show continues. You're listening to Buckeye Roundtable, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Now the officials have been talking for quite some time. Alrighty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, and the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care. And always remember to pay it forward. Buckeyes, I'm Kurt Lewis, United Healthcare of Ohio CEO and graduate of the Ohio State University. United Healthcare believes small businesses are vital to our economy and an important part of our communities. United Healthcare wants to recognize your small business with spotlight on small business sweepstakes. Winners receive radio promotions, social media recognition, and more. To enter, visit uhcbusiness.com/buckeyes. United Healthcare, proud sponsor of Ohio State athletics. For terms and conditions, visit uhcbusiness.com/buckeyes. Sweepstakes rules and restrictions apply. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. 
Welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick at the James. There is no routine mammogram. The radiologists read and interpret only mammograms all day, every day, detecting nuances that others may miss. Don't get a routine mammogram. Get a James mammogram. Learn more at cancer.osu.edu. As we uh, sit and wait for Coach Day, who will join us here in just a couple of minutes, uh, real quickly look at the Big Ten this weekend, fellas. Again, Ohio State and Nebraska, uh, noon on Saturday. Primetime, uh, Michigan and, uh, North- and, and uh, Minnesota. Curious to see what that it was such a crazy atmosphere when they had that big to-do game at home last year. Obviously, that atmosphere won't be the same. Right. Saturday. You're talking about the Penn State game yes, skip yes, they had last yes, year. Yes. Certainly, this will be big. The Little Brown Jug, <clears throat> which is one of the longest-running trophy-type games that gets played by interconference rivals. And, you know, what Minnesota did last year with Tanner Morgan, they're great offensive explosion they lose so much on defense but you know we've had a chance to be at that new stadium a couple of times you see now the excitement that people have there about the gophers uh, that's going to be a matchup to pay attention to and i saw the i, I saw the team up no, team up north lost uh nico collins he opted out and that you know one of their most productive <clears throat> wide receivers i think that's a, you know a handful of guys uh, that have opted out uh you know there still have some yeah. questions at quarterback whether it's going to be joe milton or not so yeah that'll be an interesting ball game in minnesota uh, you know, I think they got the, the guys, one of their Bateman back, the, the wide receiver who sure lost does, it out. Sure. He's back, and obviously, as you said, Tanner Morgan. So that would be an interesting ball game. But as you, we got an email from Ohio State today talking about home gating and things like yeah. that. So that's, you know, something we can get into later on. All right. Uh, we're joined now by Ohio State All head right. coach Ryan Day. Coach's comments presented by Kroger. And uh, I'll tell you what, Coach, uh, I guess first up, what are you most eager to find out about your football team come Saturday afternoon? Well, I just we just got off the field, literally still on the field here, and just got done talking to him about how, you know, when, when you play the game of football, you don't have an opportunity to play many games. So what you do is you prepare and you practice and you lift and you prepare and you meet and you do all these things. And, uh, you know, when you have your first game, so much of it is the urgency that we're actually playing a game now. And so, you know, you're going to either look like a champ or look like a chump when you step into that, that stadium based on your preparation. And so yeah, just, that's that's a focus right now. It's just all about our preparation on Nebraska and making sure that we're ready to go. Yeah, and the only letter separates that is a U, so you want to be that champ. Uh, this is a perfect ball security day, Coach. You know, always talk about that. so important. And, you know, with the rain and the cold and the wind and things like that, and I know it's just a normal fall day in New Hampshire where you're from, but for Ohio guys, this is one day that you, you probably want to be outside and to work on those type of issues, kicking wet balls, throwing wet balls, catching wet balls, those type of things. It's a beautiful night right now, actually. So I said, I don't know what you guys talking about. It's beautiful out here. So I, we better get used to it. We're playing it in December, boys. So that's just the way it is. But absolutely, you know, today was a huge ball security day. Um, and it's just the way it is. You know, we have to be able to handle the elements moving through the next couple of months. And so today was a really good day. You know, there's going to be so many things that won't be going on Saturday around the game. The skull session, the walk to the stadium, at least the way with the fans are there and everything. Is that something, while you're more concerned about the football part of it, Ryan, but at some point in time, will they feel like there's something missing when those other elements aren't there? Yeah, yeah, it will. It'll be different. You know, and, and we talk about it all the time. We just say this year is going to be different. You have to bring your own energy. Uh, and although... You know, these things aren't going to happen. Um, it's still a season, and we just have to adapt better than our opponent. And that's what it comes down to. Is it, 
is it what we're used to? Is it perfect? Is it what we want? No, but it's a season, and uh, we just have to handle it better than our opponents. But we'll certainly miss those traditions. Uh, but we also know that, that Buckeye Nation, everybody's with us, even if there's an empty stadium. Coach, how proud of your staff to get to this point, uh, going through all the adjustments? I mean, you know, for some of these guys, like Coach Johnson, Coach Madison, they've coached for a long time. They've never experienced a year like this, but they've had to do a lot of things that they weren't used to doing as far as technology-wise. But, you know, they've all gotten through and they've all bought in uh, to find a way to get to this point where we're just days away from a game. But just talk about your staff and what they've been through. Well, first off, you know, I, I think we have the best staff in America. And first off, they're loyal, hardworking, you know, great family men. And, uh, you know, couldn't be prouder of the staff uh, than the way that they've handled themselves over this time. You know, they've handled themselves with compassion and concern, but at the same time, strength, great leadership, never flinched, uh, great communication. You know, the trust between the players and the coaches were never more evident than going through this time and seeing the way that they've worked and handled themselves during this time. And so, uh, you know, just forever grateful for the way they've handled this. And hopefully we have something really special brewing here as we get into these games. You've talked about it with us a few times, but speaking of family and families, certainly there has to be a lot of acknowledgement of what all of the coaches' families have sacrificed to make all of this happen. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, and and I think – you know, like you were saying, for the guys like Larry and Greg and, and some of the guys, you know, Kevin Wilson that have been doing this for a long time, there's there's a certain rhythm to their, their life. You know, there's there's different seasons. There's the recruiting season. There's the preseason. Um, you know, there's spring ball. And so that routine has been completely thrown off. Um, you know, even when we got back in the office there during during June, you know, we, we were getting out of there at 3 o'clock because that's when, that's when as long as we could stay. And so the rhythm it just completely changed and their routine changed. And then we go back to the season and we're right back into the season. So it's like we're around a lot and then we're gone. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, the families have handled that very well, but it has not been easy. And I, and I give the wives and the family and everybody a lot of credit for, for working through this difficult time. Coach, ironic that the two teams that uh, I'd say fought the hardest to, ha- to have a season this year between the players, the parents, the presidents of the universities, the ADs, head coaches, and now they're going to kick it off at noon. And you're going to see Scott Frost probably an hour before the game. Will you, will you guys uh, maybe give each other a wink and say, hey, that a boy, now we got to go out and do this thing, huh? <laughs> well, that, nothing but a uh, ton of respect for Scott. And, um, you know, he, he coached with, with Chip out at Oregon. And so I knew him before, you know, from, from Chip and then a bunch of guys on that staff that, uh, know well that I've worked with that respect a ton. So, uh, you know, they're going to come in here and, and be ready to go. They've been working hard this summer and, um, yeah, so nothing but respect. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to have a great season. So we got to do a great job early in the game and play fundamentally like we've talked about and make sure we're taking care of the little things. It's been such a long time, a long wait. How good does it feel to be in game week mode now, Coach? Yeah, it feels good. Obviously, the nerves and the anxiety starts to kick in, you know, that you haven't had in a while. So uh, it's been a while since the Clemson game, so that's really kicked in. So, um, you know, everyone's uh, tension starts to get tighter, but that's the best part of, of, uh, of college football. It's just, you know, Coach- game week and a lot riding and a lot of consequences. So that's, that's the way you want it. Coach Ryan Day, we appreciate your time. We'll see you for your show on Thursday, okay? All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks.
Coach's comments presented by Kroger. Kroger Pickup is the easy way to get what you need right when you need it. Try Kroger Pickup today in the Kroger app or at Kroger.com. Up next, we will hit the red zone with Tim May of Letterman Rose. The Buckeye Roundtable show continues. This is Buckeye Roundtable presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by the James. Come on over to Heartland. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of the American financial system, building strong, lasting relationships. We're just better able to help guide you down life's road. Flexibility is paramount to success. Community banking is alive and well in the Heartland. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come on over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready to buy a home but worried you can't afford it? When you use the Ohio Housing Finance Agency's down payment assistance or its discounted interest rate for recent college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more, buying a home isn't as tough. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Homeownership. It's within reach. And now, Archie Griffin, football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova Insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, local expertise, and more, Encova provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encova Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova Insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. Is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College presented by the James? Welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. If things are changing at your bank, maybe it's time to change banks. Heartland Bank has been proudly serving the, the communities they serve since 1911 and encouraged Buckeye Nation to buy local and bank local. Community banking is alive and well in the Heartland, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Buckeye Roundtable Red. It's at the Red Zone now. Tim May of Letterman Row. Tim, thanks for your time. Ohio State's big favorite on Saturday against Nebraska. In your opinion, Tim, does having no fans at these games level the playing field in any way? I guess why or why not? Yeah, I think it does a little bit because everybody feeds off of that fan uh, of that fan interaction. And, you know, like you've heard Ohio State players say in the past that when they're on the road, sometimes the coolest thing is making everybody uh, be quiet. You know, <laughs> in that visiting, in that in that stadium, they're visiting by by doing some big things, a lot like they did a year ago uh, when they played at Nebraska. And then, you know, you can feed off that as much as you can the the home crowd. But yeah, it it will affect things too. Like you know, the offense 
the opposing offense, uh, the visiting offense, getting up there trying to run a play, and uh, you know, unless somebody goes goes nuts on the PA system and and cranks the uh, volume up to eleven, you know, so to speak, which by the way will get, be against the rules, but uh, you know, it, it'll be a totally different experience, probably more for the road team than it is for the home team in that regard. Tim, you've been going to Ohio State games a lot of years. Will you be going this year? You know, I'm not sure yet whether I'm going to be admitted, but you know. Uh, uh, based on the restrictions, et cetera, uh, you know, of uh, the post-game interview and things like that, where I've always excelled in trying to ask questions over other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, Successfully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I am kind of a jerk, I guess. But uh, the bottom line <laughs> is uh, uh, not really. I just want to know I just want to know answers to my questions. But I digress. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really not going to be uh, – that big of a difference whether you're there or not, except uh, as I used to say about the new press box at Ohio Stadium, it's a pretty good seat until the blimp goes in front of you. Tim, what's your take on the whole Scott Frost tenure success lack of at Nebraska? Yeah, it's, it's a lack of as far as what uh, they were hoping for, you know, in terms of an instant turnaround. And, you know, the, the thing you, I think, I think this is a reasonable gauge of coaches when they take over programs second year you kind of expect to see some magic and then the third year you kind of expect to see a team contending you know in, in a in a big time way and i expected them uh basically to have magic and contend last year to be honest with you uh, especially with adrian martinez back and adrian martinez got banged up i was talking about this with sam McEwen from the omaha world herald he's on my podcast this week which drops tomorrow but you know the you know you just he gets banged up a little bit, and they didn't get that what you'd call consistent play uh, at quarterback. And we all know that this rebuilding process for the black shirts, the defense at Nebraska, seems like it's been going on for two decades now. And I'm not sure it's back yet, based on you know what the guys they lost from last year, and uh, then some of the guys they've got coming in, the guys stepping up this year. You know, it looks like they're going to have to score points to win games, a lot of points. And I think the first uh, indicator that could come Saturday. Yeah, they might still be regretting getting rid of Coach uh, Frank Solich, who's doing a great job at Ohio University right now. Uh, you know, yeah. looking at that, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, Coach Harbaugh. If he can't win at the team up north, who can't? If Scott Frost can't win at Nebraska, you know, who can? They've been through a lot of coaches, impatient with some. Uh, yeah. You know, just boom, it's been it's been a turnstile. Who, who else is going to take that job to have success? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, and he clicked all the boxes, including spending a great deal of time in, you know, at Oregon as a, as a coordinator, offensive coordinator. And he was the offensive coordinator when Ohio State beat Oregon for the national championship yep. in 2014. And then, of course, you saw what he did at the University of Central Florida. I mean, he did a hell of a job down there. But, you know, you're recruiting to an outpost now, you know, Nebraska is. It's out there and it's hard. You know, we've talked about this on this show before. It's hard to get both aspects of a football team up to championship snuff. I'm talking about offense and defense. And uh, that's what a lot of these teams struggle to do on a consistent basis. And that's what they're still, still it looks like, struggling to do. But you know what? You know, uh, you make a few plays here and there, and the home team, I'm talking about Ohio State, if they turn it over a couple of times, you can be in these games because they have some pretty good ideas offensively. Last year they seemed to be pulling plays out of a hat more often than not this year you know everybody associated with them says they're going to have a little bit more of a you know a framework of what they're trying to accomplish did you have any doubt nick saban was going to coach on the sideline saturday night 
No, and it, no, I, I really didn't, especially after I started hearing that he was passing tests after, uh, you know, failing or whatever you want to call it, that, that first uh, test, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? You know, it's and it kind of, you know, Ohio, Ohio State fans in, in particular, but Big Ten fans in general, you know, uh, you know those follow-up tests are going to be key because if you lose a player for three weeks because of a positive test, I mean, that's going to be monumental in a in an eight eight week season plus a plus game. But uh, no, I I kind of didn't have any doubt that one way or the other Nick Saban would be there. Now Jeff Brom tested positive. What is the policy yeah. for Big Ten coaches? Quickly, you know, I understand they they they're under a protocol where they also you know will will have to uh, sit out. You know, if, especially if the next test is proven to be you know, is proven to uh, back up the first test, the PCR, whatever they call that test. And uh, so I'm under the impression he'll he'll have to miss the game. I haven't followed up on that today to see what, what in fact is going on with him. But I know they're, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what could happen in the Big Ten. It, it sounds really good on paper right now to play nine games in nine weeks, but it's going to be a chore with your fingers crossed. Tim May, Letterman Road. Tim, we always appreciate your time, okay? You got it, guys. Always like going to Skip's basement. Hour number one in the books this evening. Uh, coming up, our Encova Insurance Archie Griffin High School Player of the Week Award, our American Dairy Association Mideast's Top High School Performances. We'll hit the sidelines. Matt Andrews and Ohio State men's soccer coach Brian Mazinoff. Our insiders access tonight, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com. Saturday, it's Ohio State and Nebraska, 12 noon kickoff. Our coverage begins at 1030 with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show. More Buckeye Roundtable coming up. Presented by Byers Auto is on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by the James. And welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. You can stay up to date on all things Columbus sports. Get highlights, sound bites, and all the best moments from your favorite Columbus teams by following at Fox Sports CBUS on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Saturday, it's Ohio State and Nebraska. More on that coming up, but right now it is time to talk some high school football. It's time for the Encoba Insurance High School Player Award on Buckeye Roundtable. One of the highlights of the Buckeye Roundtable show is the presentation of the Encova Insurance Archie Griffin Athlete of the Week Award. During each roundtable show, Encova Insurance and the Ohio State Sports Network honor a high school athlete for their outstanding play and team leadership. And tonight's recipient is senior wideout Lorenzo Stiles Jr. from Pickerington Central High School. Friday night, Stiles ignited Pick Central on special teams. Had a 74-yard punt return for a touchdown, added a 90-yard kickoff return for another score as Pickerington Central held off Hilliard Darby 35-16 in a Division I Region 3 playoff game. The Tigers are coached by Jay Sherritt. They're a perfect 8-0 and will host Hilliard Bradley on Friday night. Again, congratulations to Lorenzo Stiles Jr. from Pickerington Central High School, the recipient of this week's Encova Insurance Archie Griffin High School Athlete of the Week Award. Encova Insurance, a longtime radio sponsor of Ohio State football. 
Time now for the American Dairy Association Mini Statewide Top Performers on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Big night by Styles, and obviously, anytime you see that kind of highlights on special teams, it was spectacular. But that was not the only top performance. No, it was not. Skip Westerville South quarterback Peter Pedroso completed 13 of 17 passes for 317 yards and five touchdowns in Westerville South's 56-28 win over Watkins Memorial. All right, Chardon running back James Pettijohn rushed for 115 yards on just four carries, <laughs> including a 49-yarder for a touchdown. A Chardon cruise past Warren Howland, 49-14. LaSalle quarterback Zach Branham, 7 for 17, passing 154 yards and a touchdown, and added 190 on the ground and two more scores in LaSalle's 42-14 win over Little Miami. Columbus Bishop Watterson running back Cam Nicholson rushed for 158 yards and four touchdowns as Watterson advanced with a 39-21 win over Hamilton Township. How about Streetsboro quarterback Mason Climac threw for a pair of touchdowns and rushed for two more in Streetsboro's 41-16 victory over Niles McKinley. The Hamilton-Ross ground game combined for 522 yards and seven touchdowns in their 52-14 win over Monroe. C.J. Bose had 170 yards and two touchdowns. C.J. Bose ran for 142 yards and a pair of touchdowns, while Brandon Priesman added 110 yards of his own and a pair of scores. The Ross Rams wow. running it like crazy. Meanwhile, Dublin Kaufman quarterback Connor Matthews ran for 236 yards and four touchdowns and threw for another as Kaufman outscored Springboro 45-35. to Walsh Jesuit wide receiver Dom Gurich had a pair of touchdowns receptions and added a punt return for a score as Walsh Jesuit blew past Garfield Heights 49-14. Well, they must have been celebrating at Crosley's in St. Bernard when Roger Bacon quarterback Logan Huber was a perfect 5-for-5 five five passing where 140 yards and three touchdowns in Roger Bacon's 42-6 win over Carlisle. Burn Union running back linebacker Chris Prince ran for 160 yards and a pair of touchdowns and added a safety on defense in Burn Union's 28-22 win over Beaver Eastern. Great job, guys. Time for our weekly whip around the state. We will start in northwest Ohio to Allen County and WIMA's Todd Walker. Skip, senior Brennan Blevins was very efficient with the football in Ottawa Glandorf's 62-0 win over Orville Saturday night. Both times he got his hands on it, he scored a touchdown. Blevins took the opening kickoff back 88 yards for a touchdown and later in the first quarter had a 63-yard touchdown reception. On the other side of the ball, he added a sack and two tackles for loss from his defensive backfield position. The Titans improved to 6-1 and will host West Salem Northwestern Saturday night in a regional quarterfinal matchup in Region 18. Reporting from 1150 WIMA in Lima, this is Todd Walker. Next to Logan County, big night there as we hear from WPKO's Chad Wilkinson. In the Division 7 football playoffs Friday night, the Riverside Pirates steamrolled over visiting Lachlan 50 to nothing. Riverside senior tailback Kale Long had another huge night, 281 yards rushing and five more touchdowns, including runs of 59, 50, and 46. Long is over 1,800 yards on the ground this season in just seven games and continues to lead the state of Ohio in rushing. Long and the Pirates will now take their ground game on the road this Friday night as they'll face the number four seed Tri-Village Patriots. From 98.3 WPKO in Bell Fountain, I'm Chad Wilkinson. Southwest to the Dayton area, powerhouse program just continues to roll there as we say hello to WING's Justin Kinner. 
So I got a chance to catch the reigning D3 state champs, the Trotwood Rams, this past Friday night. And once again, Jeff Graham has his team rolling. Great balanced play all around, but I was most impressed with star sophomore running back Hezekiah Hudson-Davis. He really caught my attention last year as a freshman, but he's even more improved this year and more explosive. He led the Rams this past Friday night with 181 yards on 24 carries, along with three touchdowns. Hudson Davis's big night helped propel the Rams past the Carroll Patriots 28 to seven for ESPN 1410 Wing AM. I'm Justin Kinner in Dayton. Circle around to the other side of the state to Washington County. A nice story here as we welcome in WMOA's Tom Hushin. The Warren Warriors rallied from a 21-5 halftime deficit to defeat the Muskies of John Glenn High School 35-28 in double overtime Saturday night, and they now advance to a Division IV regional quarterfinal this Saturday night at St. Clairsville. Warren, now 7-1, has won their first two playoff games this season, with both being their first playoff wins in school history. From WMOA in Marietta, I'm Tom Hushin. West into Muskingum County. Big night there as we get a report from WHIZ's David Kinder. For just the second time in school history, the Meadowbrook Colts have made it to the third round of the high school football playoffs, and they got there on the arm and legs of senior quarterback Davis Singleton. Singleton put on a show Saturday night in Meadowbrook's 52-37 win over top of Philo. Singleton threw for 240 yards and two touchdowns and also ran for 235 yards and four touchdowns. The Colts will put their undefeated record on the line Saturday night when they take on 6-1 Gallia Academy at Eugene Capers Field. Reporting for WHIZ Radio in Zanesville. I'm David Kinder. Knox County, our next stop as we say hello to WMBO's Tyler Mathias. The Danville Blue Devils played at home against Cordington Lincoln in a rematch from earlier this season, and again, they came out on top 46-20 to to advance. Quarterback Max Payne, 16 of 26 passing, 254 yards and three touchdowns. Payne also led the team in rushing with 97 yards and another score. The Danville Blue Devils will take on the Newark Catholic Green Wave in a regional quarterfinal this upcoming Friday night from Danville High School. Reporting from WMVO and WQIO Radio out of Mount Vernon, I'm Ty Mathias. Final stop as we complete our circle of the state in the far northwest corner and WNDH's Dave Kleck. A couple of Tigers had huge games this past weekend in Northwest Ohio. Senior fullback Max Phillips of Liberty Center rushed for 202 yards and had 101 receiving yards in the Tigers' playoff win over Collins Western Reserve. Phillips accounted for four touchdowns in the 39-20 Liberty Center victory. And Holgate senior quarterback Gavin Coopersmith passed for 205 yards and rushed for another 111 yards in the Tigers' win over Sandusky St. Mary's. Coopersmith produced six touchdowns on the night. From Napoleon for WNDH Sports, this is Dave Kleck. Tell you what, this is such a fun time of the year. Thanks to all of our affiliates from all across the state for their submissions in this week's Buckeye Roundtable show. And I tell you what... Everybody getting in was cool. We're seeing teams that maybe lost opening round games, uh, hooking up with other teams that, that, that lost, just, just to be able to continue playing football, Jim. Yeah, I, I think that's great to, you know, to, to extend the season, so to speak, to give your young guys some more playing time. You know, I don't think it's as much for the seniors. They had their first six games, you know, had the yeah. playoff experience, but now it's time for those younger guys. But, and then still, all those teams still alive. Hey, there's a lot of football <laughs> left to be played. 
they're excited. They're right in the meat of this uh, playoff action. Uh, I know my hometown team end up getting a victory. Our top performers from around the state was presented by the American Dairy Association Mideast. If you want an edge on your competition, start by fueling up with nutrient-rich, protein-packed, low-fat chocolate milk to give you the nutrition that athletes need. Back to college football. Some uh, couple of surprises in the top 25. We'll discuss after further review as the Buckeye Roundtable show continues. For a Buckeye Roundtable coming up, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Hi, this is Paul Keels, voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Convenience Stores of Speedway is proud to be a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics and your first choice for value and convenience. Start your day at Speedway with a great selection of hot and cold beverages, energy drinks, pastries, and everything else you need to get going. Speedway, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. We're on your way, the convenience stores of Speedway. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Saturday mornings at 9, watch Game Time with Ryan Day on Fox Sports Ohio. Go behind the scenes as the Ohio State football program prepares for each week's matchup. Hear exclusive insight from head coach Ryan Day and in-depth interviews with players, assistant coaches, and experts from across Buckeye Nation. Game Time with Ryan Day, Saturday mornings at 9 on Fox Sports Ohio and streaming on Fox Sports Go. Is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College presented by the James? Welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Heels. I'm Skip Mossick. Pre-game or post-game, nothing beats fresh, never ever frozen chicken fingers dipped in craveable cane sauce, made fresh daily in their kitchens. It's their one love. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Buckeye Roundtable. Greatest play is under further review. After further review. Josh McMillan is in to help block here. Now the give. Najee up the middle. Touchdown. The first rushing touchdown that Georgia has relinquished this year. Eli Gold, Bama Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Georgia looked good early, but Alabama just too much in the second half. Tide rolls 41-24. You know, we knew Najee Harris was a big-time running back, and we've heard all about Mac Jones throwing the ball, but those receivers that Alabama has, they are making pro-type catches. Yeah, and Georgia has some really good defensive yes. backs. It wasn't like they weren't trying to, you know, didn't have anybody out there on him. Georgia's offense, on the other hand, you know, couldn't get me, you know, had turnovers, things like that. Quarterback play, not what they're accustomed to. Alabama, though, you know, they can, they can suffer a few turnovers and still overcome it with the explosion they have in their offense. Obviously, the other big story besides just the two powerhouses cl- coming together was Coach Saban being on the field. Yeah, and again, he got cleared. He mm-hmm. tested I guess, I don't know if that was a false positive or what. I don't think he had any symptoms, at least according to what he said, and then was able to get it cleared and then to be on the sidelines coaching. 
uh, you know he wanted to be down there, and certainly it worked out that he was able to. Next to Mississippi State where the Bulldogs hosted Texas A&M. Second and goal from the six for the Aggies. The snap to Keller. Fake to Isaiah. Swing to Anias. He's in the end zone. A six-yard reception. Andrew Monaco, Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. After getting beat by Alabama a couple of weeks ago, A&M improves to 3-1 and with a 28-14 win at Mississippi State. Following up that impressive win they had over Florida. And yeah. how about Mississippi State after their big week one win? I wonder what they think about the pirate of the Palouse, Mike Leach, down there right now. Yeah, he's not getting it done. He, he started off, you know, with a yeah. record-setting performance offensively as far as yards. But you know, A and M, Mon, their quarterback, again went out there and had a productive day to get the victory. Next to Columbia, where South Carolina hosted number thirteen Auburn. First and goal for the Gamecocks. Harris left side. It's a touchdown, the five. touchdown, Carolina. Touchdown, Kevin Harris. Second of the day from eight yards out. Pick Harris. What's that give you? Boom. Touchdown, Carolina. Todd Ellis, Gamecock Network from Learfield IMG College. South Carolina gets the win 30 to 22. Their first win over Auburn yeah. since 1933. Was a great game. Wow. Back and forth and watching some of the plays there. And Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback, just about got Auburn to pull it out in a big comeback, but they ran out of time. Yeah, he threw 47 times for 272 yards. That's that's a lot of heaving it. Three interceptions obviously cost him, though. Speaking of a big comeback to the ACC, where Florida State had a 31-7 halftime lead against North Carolina, but, boy, things got really interesting in the second half. Al claps his hands. He'll throw again. Going down the far side. Caught Brown over the shoulder for six. Deami Brown brings in the perfect throw and gets Carolina within a score. Jones, Angel, Tar Heel Network from Learfield IMG College. They were trying to get into position to attempt a late field goal to get this thing to overtime, but, boy, some dropped passes really did them in at the end. FSU holds on 31-28. You know, and could this be the start and the shot of the arm to get Florida State back to where people want to see them? They have fallen so dramatically. And North Carolina, Jim, was really on a roll as of Yeah, they were. They were undefeated, ranked fifth in the country. They dropped down to 14th after that loss. But, yeah, this I agree with you, Paul. Could this be the game to get Florida State over the hump? I think it might be. And while that one got close, this one was not. As Clemson <laughs> was at Georgia Tech. Lawrence takes a shotgun snap. He gives it ET and he bounces it outside the 30, the 35, 40, 45, 50 down the sideline. He goes, stays in bounds at the 40, <laughs> the 20, the 10, the 5. ET in through the house for 6. <laughs> 27-10, Clemson now leads it with 7.56. Left here, third quarter, a 72-yard scamper. Don Munson, Clemson Network, Tigers roll 73-7 to over Georgia Tech. And they were almost 60 by halftime. When we left your bat cave here in the basement on Saturday, Skip, I flipped that game on national radio, and I thought, why is this game on national radio? It must be because of the other game that was postponed. Maybe. <laughs> you know. Trevor Lawrence, incredible, five TDs, over 400 yards, and what, just over half a work. I mean, he was incredible. EDN, he's, he seems like he's got another gear this year. He was very impressive last year. Well, you know, certainly we witnessed that live, but this year he seems to be a little bit different, maybe a little bit more. They poured on the points. I mean, 73 yeah. points and made it look real easy. Final, Mercy roll. Absolutely. Mercy, roll. Mercy. Finally, to South Bend, where Notre Dame hosted Louisville. Takes the shotgun snap, drops back, stands in. 
Runs out to his left. Got a lot of space. Keeps it across the 15 and the 10. Reaches, reaches for the end zone. Touchdown. Ian Book took a hit on the far side of the field between the far numbers and sidelines at the three-yard line. Kept his feet. Dove for the end zone. 13-yard score. Paul Burmeister, Notre Dame Radio Network. Irish got all they wanted from Louisville, but holds on 12-7 to for the victory. Hey, who are we to poke fun at somebody winning a game ugly? All we have oh, to no. do is mention four numbers. 2002. Yeah, Ian Book, uh, not much throwing the football, but uh, you know, 11 or 19 for 106 yards, but found a way to get in the end zone. I'll tell you what, any surprises, I guess, over the weekend? I mean, Tennessee loses to Kentucky, but... Dad, boy, when, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah they and, fired their D-line coach because of that. They did. Yeah, that was a little surprising because Tennessee seemed to have maybe turned a corner a little bit. And surprised that the Georgia game with Alabama wasn't in, in the whole mm-hmm. picture a little more competitive. BYU continues to look very good. Yeah, I mean, uh, 43-26, they went at Houston. And there was a lot of question, just because of everything with the pandemic and scheduling, as an independent, what was BYU going to be able to put together this year to get enough of a schedule? So... Hey, we saw what they did in 1984. Tell you what, I tell you what, fellas. Papa John's wants you to buck up and help beat cancer. Use the promo code BUCKUP at PapaJohns.com to save $2 on any order over 20 bucks. And your locally owned Papa John's will donate $1 to the James at Ohio State. Buck up and beat cancer. Up next, we'll hit the sidelines with Matt Andrews as our Buckeye Roundtable show continues. You're listening to Buckeye Roundtable, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Come on over to Heartland. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of the American financial system, building strong, lasting relationships. We're just better able to help guide you down life's road. Flexibility is paramount to success. Community banking is alive and well in the Heartland. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come on over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Bob Evans asks, who will be the superior side? Is it the rich, creamy, indulgent classic Bob Evans mashed potatoes? Or is it that decadent union of pasta and cheese, Bob Evans mac and cheese? Is it farm fresh potatoes blended with real milk and butter for that just like homemade taste? Or is it the melty, gooey goodness of tender elbow macaroni smothered in real cheese sauce? Both are ready in just minutes. So, which delicious side will you choose? Find Bob Evans in the refrigerated section. Just like our conference really has 14 teams, if I say I ate a hot dog, I really mean three. That's my hot dog confession. My fiance is cool with serving Sherdale hot dogs at our wedding. She's definitely the one. That's my hot dog confession. I can still raise my arms in the shape of an O while holding two hot dogs. O-H-I-O. That's my hot dog confession. Look for Sugardale, the official hot dog of Ohio State Athletics, next time you stop into your local grocery store. It's the one with a bite out of it. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. 
And welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. At the James, there is no routine mammogram. The radiologists read and interpret only mammograms all day, every day, detecting nuances others may miss. Don't get a routine mammogram. Get a James mammogram. Learn more at cancer.osu.edu. It's time for the Elk and Elk Report on the Ohio State Sports Network. Taking a real quick at uh, this week's Too Deep, whenever that might be, Jim. Uh, anything new as far as what you're anticipating when that thing pops up later in the week? I wouldn't say anything new, but one position I know that should be pretty consistent is that tight end position with Luke Farrell coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert had, had some, kind of a breakout year. He's back for his junior season. Jake Hausman obviously back for his fifth year out of Moeller. And then Cade Stover. A guy that's a transferred over from the defensive line, now playing some offense, and then a young fre- a young right. freshman, Joe Royer, competing for his time at that tight end spots. Our Elk and Elk 2 Deep report was presented by Elk and Elk. If an auto accident caused you serious injury, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Time now for Buckeye Roundtables from the Sidelines Report on the Ohio State Sports Network. Presented by the James. Time to hit the sidelines each week. Matt has been highlighting a different sport and how they've been affected by the pandemic as they look forward to resuming whenever they can. As tonight, Matt visits with men's soccer coach Brian Mazinoff. Let's start with your program and where things stand this fall. I know the Big Ten has uh, postponed or pushed back the fall sports season to the spring. Uh, Just take me through how that has all affected, obviously, what you're trying to do now, but what you'll ultimately hope to get to as we get towards spring months through the winter. Yeah, it, it, you know, it was it was tough news for the guys when we found out that the, the fall is going to be postponed to the spring. Uh, but we looked at it as, I mean, usually our, our traditional and non-traditional seasons just kind of got flip-flops. So usually we obviously play for championships in the fall and really develop and grow in the spring. Um, and we just kind of flip-flopped it. So this fall we're, we're going to continue to grow, develop, and, and to come together as a team, and then we'll play for championships in the spring. So, you know, when you look at it that way, uh, the guys were um, handled it as, as, as best they could, um, but it was still tough news. But, you know, the guys are excited to compete in the, in the spring now. Coach, as I read a little bit about your team returning this year, you're going to have eight true freshmen entering your program. Take us through some of the challenges with that, considering everything else that's going on, but just, I guess, getting them acclimated right now to being on campus for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's been a challenge. I mean, I, I give our freshmen a, a ton of credit. Um, you know, everything they've been through, you know, trying to, to get to know your teammates under, these, uh, under this climate is, is, uh, is a challenge. And, and they've done a really good job. The staff has done a good job of doing what we can just in terms of team building, uh, getting the freshmen around the, uh, the current guys, and, and continuing to grow that culture and that, that team unity hasn't been easy because of, uh, you know, everything we're dealing with. So that, that definitely has been a challenge, but I, I think our freshmen have come a, uh, you know, a long way in a, in a short period of time under, under the current climate. So it's, uh, they've done a good job. We talked about some of your young players or at least eight true freshmen coming into the program and in the anticipation of a spring season, we hope. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the guys that you've got coming back for your team this year? Yeah, I mean, we've got some, some really good, uh, you know, s- senior leaders. Um, you know, in, in the back, Samuel Buzzes will come back. And, and uh, you know, our, our right back, Joshua Jackson, catch up. He's, he's got speed to get up and down. We moved him 
uh, a year ago from, from wide midfield to, to outside back. And um, he'll do a really nice job for us on the flanks and, and be able to play both sides of the ball. Like I was saying, Samuel is our center back. He's, he's one of our senior leaders. Good communication, just reads the game really well. Um, you know, in the midfield, we, we got a gentleman, Joe Ortiz, who um, just doesn't stop running, co- covers a c- tremendous a, a amount of ground, a great competitor. Um, again, he can be dangerous in the attack, but he really holds down the, the, the center of midfield. Uh, Devin Etling up top, who's a junior, redshirt junior. Um, the kid's tough as nails, and, um, you know, he, he'll put his head in, in spots that most people won't to score goals, which is which is exciting when you have a guy like that. And then uh, Matteo Benetti, who, who plays out wide, um, he's an Italian. He, he transferred to us a, a year ago, brings uh, sophistication to the attack. And, you know, we're excited to see what he will come after one year of kind of getting um, getting on page with what we're doing here. And then Mitch Bergman, who's a, a, a really versatile senior uh, from from the Columbus area who comes in. He brings us a lot of leadership. And like I said, his versatility to play. He's played almost every spot uh, on the field besides keeper um, is going to be uh, – He's going to be valuable to us as well. So again, we got a lot of good senior leadership that that I think will really keep this group together, especially with everything that we've been through and everything we're going through um, into the into a unique spring season. Well, part of your culture that's very clear in reading about your your squad is that the classroom has been very kind to your group. The books are a strong suit. Nineteen OSU scholar athletes last year, eleven academic All Big Ten honorees. How prideful of a point of focus is that for your program? I mean, it, it, it's it's huge. I mean, you're a student athlete, and, and again, we talk about that excellence, uh, bringing it every day, um, and we say it all the time. It's not just on the field; it's in the classroom. It's it's in the community. Um, again, you know, bringing it bringing it every day. That that doesn't stop just when you leave the soccer field. That that's doing the right things in the classroom as well. And like you said, our academic counselor, Caitlin Flaherty, she does a great job working with the guys and our staff. Um, you know, it's top on everybody's list just in terms of, of doing the right things in the classroom as well. It's Ohio State men's soccer coach Brian Mazinoff with our Matt Andrews. Of course, uh, people locally familiar with Mazinoff from his time back with the crew, but uh, still looking to get that soccer team back to where they'd like to be at. Yeah, outstanding pro career with the U.S. national team also, but great success at Indiana there, part of a program that won a national championship. And we've seen in the past when Ohio State men's soccer is successful, it is something that really generates a lot of good things. Oh, it does. It's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, when they get it going, it, there's nothing like it. Uh, you know, you get some excitement around campus. And certainly with the crew of the pro team being here, it's added a little bit more excitement to it overall. I think Lachey would have made a heck of a goalkeeper. I would have loved it. I, mean, I would just, have loved it. I mean, it. just the biggest guy out there. No one's going to get something past you. My son would have been good at that. No the, kidding. Jump out of the gym. Yeah, he would have been much better than me. I tell you what, all kinds of great stuff. All right, back to college football. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com will join us. We'll preview the Ohio State and Nebraska, plus some of the national perspective as well. That's next as the Buckeye Roundtable show continues. Presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by the James. And now, Archie Griffin, football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova Insurance relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, 
local expertise, and more. And COPA provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encova Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova Insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200 and our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Buyers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. Coach uh, Ryan Day, join him and experts from across Buckeye Nation to preview every matchup and break down each week's game. Game Time with Ryan Day presented by Kroger airs Saturday mornings at 9 in Columbus on 10 TV and statewide on Fox Sports Ohio. Buckeye Roundtable Insiders. Time for our insider segment. Welcome in Adam Rittenberg, ESPN.com. Adam, thanks for your time. Uh, everybody here in Columbus, very excited to get the season underway. From a national perspective, how good do you think this Ohio State football team can be? Uh, it's an excellent team. I think that's a big reason why they wanted to play so much, and coaches realize that around the Big Ten and around the country. I think objectively, you know, I know that they're not in the top four right now but i think anyone that really studies what they are and then sees them on the field i think they're going to be a team that's certainly right up there with clemson and alabama among the best in the country you obviously got justin fields and tremendous momentum on the offensive side with their receivers and their i think their running backs are going to be uh, really good this year and then defensively um some some standout players as well a lot of experience at linebacker so i I think this is a team that has everything uh, in place to make a run for the cfp and possibly the national title, but the unique circumstances are we're, we're in a year with, with COVID and you don't know who's going to be in or out. And because of the delayed start for the Big Ten, Ohio State has no margin for error as far as losing games or uh, losing games on the field or losing games, obviously, to, uh, to a COVID situation. Adam, what's your observation of uh, where Nebraska is with the direction under Scott Frost? Well, I think it's an important year, uh, Paul, for for Nebraska uh, because they haven't gotten uh, enough uh, out of that era, that Scott Frost tenure just yet. He he said before year one, you know, this is a year you might want to get us because we're coming. And it seemed like they had some momentum after year one. And then they took steps back, uh, quite frankly, last year, you know, from quarterback Adrian Martinez, who today was named the starter on down. They just weren't a very good team last year. And I think um, the, the area to watch for me, I think offensively, it's only a matter of time before they take off. You know, Scott's track record on offense has been really good as a, a play caller at Oregon and then at UCF, um, and they have talent on that side of the ball. But coaches tell me that, that Nebraska's personnel on defense just hasn't been good enough, and, and that's going to be a big problem certainly in this game, you would think, but maybe they've improved there, and I think they're going to have to improve in order to really make some noise in which should be a pretty wide-open West Division. If Nebraska can get uh, uh, some strides on defense, 
and can hold up a little bit better on that side of the ball, I think they have a chance to be in the mix in the West. If not, it's going to be more of the same. You're probably beginning with a, an ugly loss to Ohio State this weekend. You know, one name we haven't talked about in about a month is Kevin Warren, the Big Tech commissioner. I guess that's kind of a good thing now that football's back on. Uh, again, how has it looked upon nationally what the Big Ten went through uh, through the point of this summer, uh, releasing the schedule, closing it down, and now opening it up? Is he going to save some face by having this season now? Well, yeah, I think he's glad to be out of the news. Um, you know, again, I, I think he's a guy that ultimately everyone has to remember. He works for the president, and you know, we don't know everything that happened in those initial conversations. I think there's an assumption around much of the Big Ten that all of this was Kevin Warren's doing, but you know, those people make their own decisions, uh, and obviously, many of them did not want to play a season. And so, you know, I think nationally, I, I think the mistake that most people say the Big Ten made was not. Being enough, uh, being flexible enough with the start date of the season. You know, I, I still don't understand why there wasn't more of a push when there was concern, which there really was in early to mid August. Why not at least just start the season, you know, closer to when the SEC did, or even a week later? You could have started it October third and had a more robust season with some flexibility versus what you have right now, which is you know certainly improved testing and confidence around the testing, but um, also no margin for error as far as. Uh, rescheduling games and so uh, you know it's going to be very interesting to see if the Big Ten can get through this without many postponements that was the idea when they put their testing uh, plan together but uh, if there are a lot of postponements it's certainly going to look bad because uh, they could have I think they could have started this process earlier than they did. Adam, as we sit here in October and we think about four teams for the playoff, and you see what Clemson's doing, we know what Alabama is, Georgia's star has diminished a little bit, the Big 12 has cannibalized itself. Are we wrong in not thinking about the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 or whatever they're called now? <laughs> yeah, they're the, Pac- the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't write anybody off in a year like this. Um, you're already seeing the SEC standings with uh, only one undefeated team left, and that's Alabama. And uh, you know, most of the teams in that conference already have multiple losses. You know, the ACC, you have two undefeateds in Notre Dame and, and Clemson, but we know they're going to play each other on November 7th in South Bend. And so, yeah, I, I think if you're a Pac-12 fan, especially a fan of Oregon, you know, you, you, know, you have an opportunity if you can be really impressive and, and there, aren't, there may be no undefeated teams left standing at the end. Maybe you can get into the playoffs if, if you put it all together. I know that Mario Cristobal you know, feels very good about his team and, and uh, they've recruited really well and especially on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, yeah, I I, I don't think anyone's completely out of it, but it's obviously going to be tough with just a a six- or seven-game total season for the Pac-12. Over 30 games have been canceled already in college football. Uh, You know, it's it's, – the odds are it's going to probably happen to Big Ten. You can't postpone those games because there's no room. What happens to those games? That just instead of having a chance to go eight and zero, you can only go seven and zero now, or is that uh, you know go into another category if those games can't happen? Is there any talk about this? Those type of conflicts that can happen yet? No, I mean if a game is there won't be postponements in the Big Ten, is my understanding. There'll just be straight cancellations and. You know, I think that's why they put in this particular system of testing is that they believe that they'll be able to limit outbreaks. And so the reason that a lot of those other games have been canceled, not necessarily that there have been a high number of positive tests, but the, between the positive tests and everybody that's in contact tracing, 
you know, you can wipe out a position group or you can get below that 53-man threshold very quickly. The Big Ten with the daily antigen testing, if it's working correctly, um, you will not have massive numbers of players in contact tracing, which will allow games to happen, again, if it works correctly. But if it doesn't and you'd have postponements anyway and you had, we've had some issues with travel, obviously Coach Brahm at Purdue was, was just uh, diagnosed uh, with the virus, and so it, it's obviously happening. The question is, will it happen in large numbers? If it doesn't, I think most of the Big Ten teams will get through the season without any issues, or maybe all of them. That, that's certainly possible, and we obviously hope for that. Adam, it's always amazing. I get teased the way my brain operates sometimes, but I've been asking the question behind the scenes as far as what if we get cancellations come championship week time as far as these conference championships, and, and a conference championship game needs to be postponed or, or canceled? Yeah, and this is, and this is again, I, I don't know why, and I don't want to get in too much trouble because I know we own the playoffs, but <laughs> I don't know why there's not more flexibility on the back end for the Thank college you. football playoff. You know, why, why, why can't it be pushed into January for a few weeks? I mean, a year like this, nobody's, I don't think anyone's going to throw a fit if, if games aren't on New Year's Day. I mean, after everything we've been through this year, I don't know if it's sacred to have the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day when you could push it back a couple of weeks and allow some of the, these reschedulings to take place. But uh, obviously there, there's, there's things that are locked in. TV you know, wants games at a certain time, and, and uh, the NFL playoffs are going on in January. So uh, I think they'll try everything they can to get this thing on schedule with championship weekend on the 19th, and then, uh, and then the games, uh, the semifinals on the, on the first. But yet you, you bring up a great point. Uh, that's a time of year where, you know, you could see a spike in, in, in cases everywhere. And, and what, what happens if, if by rule, by your own rules, you can't play a championship game? What, what happens to that game? That's a really good point. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN.com. We always appreciate your time. We love reading your stuff, okay? All right, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right, appreciate it, Adam. Again, uh, we have lots more to, to get into between now and the top of the hour. A reminder, though, the Buckeye Roundtable is brought to you in part by Incova Insurance. Ohio State and Nebraska coming up on Saturday afternoon. Kick is at 12 noon. We'll wrap things up with some chalk talk next as the Buckeye Roundtable show continues. For a Buckeye Roundtable coming up, presented by Byers Auto on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off, rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns Motivation Monday into Flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with Chocolate Milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. This is Katie Smith. We are facing an extraordinary challenge, prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medications safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. At Farm Credit Mid-America, we're big fans of the Ohio State University's College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences. Together, we're developing the next generation of agriculture needed to support those who grow, harvest, and produce high-quality product, and preparing them to rise up to the challenges of an evolving and growing industry. 
We're proud to stand behind them as we work together to empower future generations who have a passion for agriculture and a desire to secure its future. Learn more at e-farmcredit.com. Buckeyes, I'm Kurt Lewis, United Healthcare of Ohio CEO and graduate of The Ohio State University. United Healthcare believes small businesses are vital to our economy and an important part of our communities. United Healthcare wants to recognize your small business with Spotlight on Small Business Sweepstakes. Winners receive radio promotions, social media recognition, and more. To enter, visit uhcbusiness.com/buckeyes. United Healthcare, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. For terms and conditions, visit uhcbusiness.com/buckeyes. Sweepstakes rules and restrictions apply. This, this is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James. Welcome back, everyone, into tonight's Buckeye Roundtable show presented by Byers Auto with Jim Lachey and Paul Keels. I'm Skip Mossick. Byers Auto Group's overall aim is to achieve a positive impact on society. The family-owned and operated company has a vision that goes beyond products and profits. By giving back to the community, they're, they're creating a stable society for the 850 employees and future generations to live within. Buckeye Roundtable. Chalk Talk. Wrap things up with some chalk talk. We'll begin with our Papa John's delivery of the game presented by Papa John's. And uh, Jim, we'll start with you. Who needs to deliver the most for Ohio State to get the win on Saturday? Well, Justin Fields. The ball's going to be in his hands every play offensively, and he's got to take care of the football. He's going to deliver it in the right spots and pick up where he left off last year. Of course, you don't want to pick up where he left off on that last play, the interception. Again, you don't know players, you know, they misread that thing, but there's a lot. That was one of the reasons they're hungry to come back. Was that play? You can tell it drove Austin Mack. So I think he got to look at the quarterback position. Obviously, the offensive line's got to protect him. But if he gets protection, he's got to deliver the ball in the spot. Everyone was looking forward. At least I know the television people were looking forward to a prime time, big time matchup with Ohio State at Nebraska a year ago. Paul, it was very one sided. Very one sided. And think about it. All but one of those Nebraska games prior to this year have all been prime time games. Remember, a couple of years ago they were here in the afternoon hours and people didn't know how to act <laughs> well and again remember our first time in yeah. lincoln we were ohio state had a big lead and you're thinking oh this is going to be great boy did they store back that was their biggest uh you know deficit to, yeah. you know they came back and got the victory and then going back there in recent years we talked about how nice their fans are to us all the times so they smile mm-hmm. uh, paul i remember that story we left the locker room or left the elevator said hey can you t- show us where the locker room is the visiting locker room oh, we're yeah. going to go back and catch the buses and now they point a direction, but he, fought, he, he walked us all <laughs> the way there. I'm so like, if, well, you this see, is easy. if you see any Nebraska fans here this yeah. weekend, treat them well. I tell you what, and again, there, there has been an effort to try to keep people from. It's only natural to want to go to surround yeah. the stadium or whatever. Or you, campus, you can't, you can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't, can't do tailgate, it. can't do all that stuff. And you know, think about it. You, everybody focused on how difficult it's been for the yeah. players, their yep. families, the coaches, and all. We know, and everybody knows, this is tough for the fans who have sure. their routines, and it, it's a different world for the fans. It's hard. But you got to preach to the people as far as avoid the large gatherings. I mean, this is yeah. tough for all of us. We're all dealing with it. It's affecting how we do this show. It affects so many different things. Uh, but you got to be smart about this. And it's hard when people are used to huge parties and stuff to get ready and gather and, and listen to Ohio State football. Well, and that's what sports does. It brings large groups together. And everybody loves getting in their backyard and getting their grills and having all their relatives and friends and turning the radio on and listening to the game. But you but just got to keep the sm- you, you got to scale it down. Yeah, scale it down 10 or under as ideally, uh, you know, family members people that you surround yourself obviously that's ideal too but uh yeah it's a sign of the time 1600 people at a hundred thousand seat stadium is going to seem like a, a, a drop yeah. but uh you know that's just what it's going to be right now biggest thing in your mind that, that nebraska can do to give ohio state headaches on Saturday? turnovers 
Remember, we've seen that all the time. Think about two years ago, Purdue. The year before, Iowa. Yeah. Turnovers. That's yeah. what caused the problems. Pick six to start a football, uh, a football game or something like that. Yeah, that, those are things that uh, you know, can give the other team confidence and, and sow a little doubt in the home team if those things happen. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. They're going to be fine. The, uh, again, the, just the very few people in the stadium on Saturday will definitely feel different. There will be some, some piped-in background noise. Uh, question for both of you guys. Uh, will, will you guys be excited? Uh, I mean, it's only normal for you to feed off the energy of a crowd when you, when you call a game. Well, I think so because you're in the stadium. You'll see the players. It'll be a little different. But remember, we've done spring games on paint scaffolds with <laughs> families and friends. Yeah, the you know, we've done fourth quarters the last couple of years when there's been hardly anybody there. But you're right, Skip. It will be different. Um, very different. It'll be different without fans. It'll be different because when you go to the stadium, it's almost like the county fair or state fair, so to speak. Sure. You see so many people walking around, and not seeing that will probably be the most shocking. Not, not having traffic, you know, pulling into a game day will, will be kind of shocking. Seeing those parking lots empty on game day will be kind of shocking. And then seeing the stadiums yeah. empty. And then the band, hey, uh, there's nothing like that band coming down that ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I get you ready for the season more than anything. And hey, I'll miss it. You know, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's always fun to see their shows and, and how they put things on. Uh, that's going to be tough. And obviously, the cheerleaders, Brutus, sure. all that won't be there. But when the Buckeyes win, you'll hear the victory bell. So they'll have somebody over there hanging on that rope, pulling those bells. We've done it the last few weeks. Buckeyes in the NFL quickly as far as before we get out of here tonight. You know, again, just my hat's off to Taylor Decker. Uh, he got a big contract. Jonah Jackson, both those guys have started every ball game. And then how about Ted Ginn? Ted Ginn in his 14th year mm. in the NFL. He's had over 33 career touchdowns. You remember, he was a first-round draft pick sure. in 2007 and, and still getting it done right now. So hats off to him. Uh, you know, and also Austin Mack, he got activated with the, yes, uh, the, with Giants. the Giants and, and had a catch. So, you know, so to speak, he, he busted his chair. He got a chance to go out there. Nate Ebner, uh, you know, a guy that also uh, has been around for a long time, playing on special teams, getting it done. Uh, Cameron Johnson, you know, had another outstanding. He's had 27 punts for over a 50-yard average for the season. Tell you what, and I tell you what, any surprises from yesterday around the league? I mean, you thought maybe oh, Brown Steelers would be a little oh, bit better game. You know what? The, the, the surprise went to ruin <laughs> when the Bengals were up 21 nothing on the Colts. Oh. Thought, no, this can't be right. I've seen and it that wasn't. movie before. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Anything else, Jimmy, from, from yesterday? Yeah, you know, my football team has just uh, been been tough to watch. Uh, my secondary football team, the Vikings, have just been tough to watch. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Jim, we got room on the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I was, I was kind of maybe jumping on that Cleveland a little bit and thinking, well, okay, they're undefeated. I'll watch that now. Yeah. And then I was agreeing. I thought Joe Burrow played probably his best first half of football, but it takes everybody. I've seen that movie. I've seen it. I was not shocked at all. Fellas, uh, game week. Great job. We'll see you Thursday for uh, Coach Day's show, and then obviously Saturday for Ohio State and Nebraska. Buckeye Roundtable, presented by Byers Auto, has been brought to you statewide by Encova Insurance, the American Dairy Association Mideast, Papa John's, and by Byers Auto. Again, Ohio State and Nebraska, Saturday, 10.30 a.m. for our AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show. Kickoff is at 12 noon. For our producer, Colin Berenger, also for Eric Reeser, and for Jim Lachey and Paul Keels, I'm Skip Mossick. As always, thanks for listening. This is the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by the James.